What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Now, before we start the show, I just want to say shout to everybody that supported us and that is uh, attending our first live taping of our podcast. Yes, thank you. It's called the Love and Laugh Edition. It's next Monday. And if you haven't get your if you haven't got your tickets, I think there might be like ten tickets left. Literally <laughs> ten tickets left. But only for the ten thirty show. The eight o'clock show is sold out. So if you hurry, <laughs> there might be a couple of tickets available. That's right. So get your tickets. You can hit up Carolines.com. We would love to see you. It's perfect for date night. You can enjoy a nice show. You get some comedy. You get some food. You get us. We're talking about relationships. We're taking your questions. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely get your tickets. I said there's only like 10 available, 10 left. So get your tickets. All right. All right. Now, shout out to everybody. Also, this weekend we were in Houston for what up, Houston for Super Bowl, and I would like to say that gear really impressed me. <laughs> I think we were out there four days: Thursday yeah. night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, mm-hmm. and I had like ten shows. Yeah, two live broadcasts. Uh, we watched the game. It was so much going on, and we didn't get into an argument about gear being late one time. Yes, round of applause. I was very impressed. Usually, I, I thought for sure we'd have an argument, but it, it wasn't that. Or two or, or ten. Or two or three. <laughs> and I was very impressed. Uh-huh. And I was uh, very impressed about the way, you know, gear rolled out because it wasn't a luxurious trip. It wasn't the bells and whistles and room service. It was Super Bowl, so all the hotels were booked. So we had to kind of just dug it out. Yeah, we had to, that was definitely some thugging. No, we we didn't go out to eat one time. Right. I actually gained eight pounds on this trip. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I swear I did. You gained eight pounds? Eight pounds on this trip. Are we you ate serious? a lot of, of food that wasn't healthy. I'm talking about <laughs> Carl's Jr. I'm talking what about a burger. I don't even know what, what a burger is, but we had that like three times. We had something else that, that, that nobody really liked. Um,. It was something else that we had. Oh, Jack in a Box? We had Jack in a Box. Jack in a Box. <laughs> we had a lot of Chick-fil-A. Oh, my God. But that was amazing. But that was our meal for four days. There was no Ocean Air. There was no No Del Frescos. There was no Del Frescos. No, we none of that. We dug it out. Chinese food. We had gumbo. Shout to uh, Yep Yep yes. Gumbo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Somebody that made was us gumbo, which, which was amazing. We had strip club uh, wings, fries and, and wings shrimp. and shrimp. Shout to Showtime. <laughs> Shout to Eric and Chris who held us down there. We had, I mean, this was nothing spectacular. Yeah, it was straight gutter bug food the, the entire ho- trip. The hotel we, we stayed at didn't have room service. But it was actually a very nice hotel. I was very surprised. It was a beautiful hotel. Beautiful hotel. Without, without room service. Service and without like on demand or no, there was the no ability amenities. to order to order movies. There was no bellhop. You had to take your own bags to your room. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. mean, it, it was. Um, but that's what you get for being a last minute Larry and booking the hotel accommodations so last minute. That's what you get. I mean, yeah. I mean, and we were uh, about forty minutes from everything. And because it was Super Bowl weekend, the room rate was like. If octuple is a word, octuple, right. it was at least eight times what the room rate typically was. It was right. ridiculous. So, you know, the, the rooms where we usually go to Houston, the rooms are about two, three hundred dollars. That weekend, they were like eleven hundred. No, uh, a lot of the rooms were like twenty three hundred, twenty three hundred some places. It was too expensive. Per night. So my cheap ass was like, all right, well, we're going to stay about 30, 40 minutes away from Houston and we only going to pay. Two hundred dollars a night for it room. wasn't two fifty four. No, it yes, wasn't. Was. I I I know your manager. I know how much those rooms were. Wow, well, it wasn't twenty three hundred. It wasn't twenty three hundred, but definitely wasn't two three hundred. So we thugged it out, but we had a great time because we also celebrated your birthday. Yes, so we partied hardy. I mean, it was just a great experience. Yes, it was a lot of fun, and you know me, I don't need all the bells and whistles. I can I can definitely thug it out, and you know. I had gear in some some grimy clubs. I mean, we 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 were in some we were in sticks. I mean, I But you I, know what? But here's the thing. Everybody was in the grimy clubs. Right. Like all the football players, right. all the rappers, all the entertainers, all the singers, everybody was at But you know, it's funny. You did some grimy clubs and right. then we did 
the extravagant clubs, like we did extravagant events. It was like a nice mashup. Right, so I had a wonderful time. Right. And you didn't really drink that much. I didn't drink you that drank much one this weekend. You drank one night. Yes. With Angelie, you, 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 you and her were going shots. Oh my God. Shots, I, yo, I can't hang with her. No, she, she drinks like a sailor. <laughs> Angela, you drinks like a sailor. I cannot hang with her. No. Nah. Like, she's like, it's your birthday. Shot number seven. I'm like, dude, I can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You, you were bad. Yeah, I, I succumbed to peer pressure yeah, at that yeah. party. And I, I, I drank the whole weekend. It was it was effing vodka and tequila for me the whole weekend. So. But you held up good, though. Yeah, I mean, I know when to stop. I know when to drink. Well, just, just when I get a little tipsy, because I need to know what's going on in my vicinity. Yeah, but it's very difficult to even be able to tell when you're tipsy. You you look like a straight shooter the entire time. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm with you. It's only when you start making silly jokes, I'm like, oh, he's, he's twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you start laughing you. at stupid things, I'm when, like, oh. When I'm with you, I, I have to be on extra because I'm, I'm very nervous that something's going to pop off in the club and I can't get you out in time or mm-hmm. somebody's going to try to disrespect you or something something whatever it may be i'm really into you know watching you and i don't smoke but this weekend i smoked a little bit Uh uh-huh that's what those little electronic thingamajiggy pens yeah let me tell you let me tell you how i don't want to say stupid but let me tell you how (gasps) i didn't say stupid you better not be referring to me you better be deferring to another story i was we were on our way to the airport and gia says oh babe you dropped this pen (laughs) and i have it in my bag now the pen was a weed pen uh huh. Now, I would have loved to see Gear try to go through the airport <laughs> with that weed pen in her bag, and they would have tackled her ass. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, it it was a lot of a lot of weed smoke. Now, Gear doesn't smoke, or does she uh, indulge in anything with marijuana? Okay. Uh, I think the main reason why. The main reason. Yeah. What's your main reason for well, me? Well, what's your reason? Why, why don't why don't I never have? I've never, I've never, I've never smoked weed in my life no, until you, you haven't smoked weed. But I remember now. I'm the type of person where marijuana to me is funny at certain times if it, if it's done responsibly. I'm sure it is. And a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of places that uh, you know, medicinal, it's approved. And a lot of places that you can actually smoke or in, and indulge in, in weed candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's legal a lot of places. Right. So I remember a couple of years ago, somebody gave me a, a weed package when it was legalized. Mm-hmm. And the weed package had uh, like it had weed soda. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're going We're going there? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell that story. We're going there? Mm-hmm. It had a package... <laughs> It's like a little basket that somebody gave me when it was, uh, they gave me like a weed soda. Uh-huh. They gave me a weed chocolate bar. They gave me weed lollipops and like weed gummies. Uh-huh. And I remember bringing it to the station because I got it at a club. And um, right before my last break, I popped the weed. It was a weed lollipop. Lollipop in my yeah, mouth. Yeah. And for three hours straight, and I gave one to Angela Yee, I gave one to Charlemagne. For three hours straight, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I remember. No, 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 you don't understand. Everything I was remember. funny. I remember. To the point where I couldn't go I was home. tuned in that day. So I was sitting there thinking, what is wrong with him? I couldn't read a break. I couldn't read a commercial. It got to the point where I had to sit on the floor. I was about to say, at one point, you fell off the chair onto the floor. And I sat there for two hours. And <laughs> all I could do was just uh-huh. laugh. Right, right. It was the funniest experience ever mm-hmm. and I was just laughing and laughing and everything was funny you would right. be like nice shirt and I just start dying ah, nice shirt you are stupid and start laughing uh-huh. um, so when I finally got myself together maybe three hours later mm-hmm. I came home and um, I had a piece of chocolate. Now, the chocolate's a chocolate bar. It looked like a Hershey bar. looked like a Hershey bar where, you know, the Hershey bar has eight different boxes of chocolate that make one bar. Mm-hmm. And I gave you a little piece of it. Well, no, no, no. You didn't just give it to me. You absolutely peer pressured me into eating that piece of chocolate. Right. Now... It was a small... Because I told you no. Right, but it was You offered it to me, I told you no. It was a small piece of chocolate. Like, you know, usually you got to eat the whole bar. When I say this was a small piece of chocolate, it might have been the size of a quarter. Oh, it definitely wasn't the size of a quarter. It was like the size of a dime. Okay, maybe the size of a dime. Because it wasn't eight pieces. It was probably like 12 pieces dissected... It was like a a rectangle dissected into into about 12 pieces. Now, do you remember that day? 
I remember that day very, very clearly. Now let me set up. Let, let me set up the scenario. <laughs> so Gia's home. I just get home. Madison is at camp. Madison was at camp. Mm-hmm. Madison was at camp. Uh, we were getting work done at the house. Yes. They were actually laying wood floors done down in our house. Uh-huh. And um, they were putting the rock speakers out. They were doing the whole sound system by the and pool. And they were doing the whole sound system by the pool. So, so there, was there was a about, lot of people there was about the five people out there by the pool. There was about another four or five people laying wood throughout the house. It was the first day of work for our new cleaning lady. So I had just met her, just hired her. And this was her first day working for us. Right. So there was them. And we had some friends by the house earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, they were they were coming over early. Right. So I gave Gia this piece. And, you know, she went upstairs to do what she was doing. And I would say in about 30 minutes. Well, no, no. First... I ate it and we were together for about maybe 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like this didn't do anything. Right. But I didn't want to take it at first. You forced me. You're leaving that part out. You forced you me. You said that already. They understand that. You forced me. They understand Are you that admitting I forced it? you. Yes. Okay. I didn't force you. I didn't throw you on the floor and say, take it or you're going to die. I just. No, you forced. You were like, oh, don't be whack. Just give it a little try. Yeah, a little peer pressure. You, you, have to, you always have to be such a goody two shoes. Yeah. Live a little. Right. So let me tell you, so I go outside, I'm looking at the guy at the pool, and I come back in 15 minutes later, and I can't find gear. <laughs> I'm looking for gear, and the guy that's laying the floor is looking for gear, and I can't find it. So I go upstairs <laughs> in the bedroom, and the door is closed. Um, it was almost locked, so I had to almost have to break into my bedroom. I break uh-huh. into the bedroom, and do you remember you were lying on the floor? I don't remember at what point you walked in, but I definitely remember lying So I, I... I walk in and you're lying on the floor and it looks like you were swimming. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, shh, they'll hear me. And I'm like, who will hear you? You were like, the people. I'm like, the people? What are you talking about? He was like, shh. And then you start swimming like you're in water and then you start moving your arms like you're swimming, right? I'm thinking to myself, oh, this bitch crazy. <laughs> I'm like, this bitch crazy, right? Uh-huh. And then you start laughing and you, and you start laughing crazy. And then I start laughing. And then all of a sudden, you start crying. Oh, my God. And now you're bawling. <laughs> and I, I'm confused because you were just laughing and now you're crying. And now you're like, I hate you. You gave this to me and you ruined my life. And I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on? Right, so oh, now my I didn't. Jaw's hurting right now. And I didn't want the people to know, so then I walked back outside, and I'm like, and they're like, "Hey, is Gia available? Because we want her to, to approve <laughs> the floor." And I'm like, "She's not available right now. She's not feeling good." Uh, wait, wait, hold on. As a disclaimer, at this point in my life, this was about this was actually probably five years ago, right? At this point in my life. I did not drink. Nope. And when I say I did not drink, I mean at all. Probably up until that point, I'd probably only been drunk once in my life, my freshman year in college. That was the only time in my life that I had a drink. I don't drink wine, champagne, nothing up until that point. point. Right. Right. And I'd never tried weed or any weed products at all, ever in my life. So I guess when... I ingested it. The way that it reacted with my body was so like something else. Like I don't even know what happened to me because all I remember was laying on the floor. And at first, before you came in the room, I remember looking at the ceiling and everything was black. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing all of these colors, like all the colors of the rainbow and the colors started making me happy. I don't even know how to explain it so it can make sense, but that was the direct connection. The colors were making me happy. It was such a euphoric feeling. Right. And I was like, wow, this is why people do drugs. And, <laughs> but then you would get mad 30 seconds later. Then I remember then I remember swimming. And I was feeling good for a while. You thought the carpet was actually oh, growing. Yes, yes, yes. You thought it was and grass. After after I finished swimming, it was as though 
there were like fine blades of green grass that was growing beneath me. Like I felt it growing and that made me happy. Right. Like I was so elated and I just, I remember thinking to myself, why did I never do this before? Right. <laughs> and then it all changed. Mm -hmm. Then I became incredibly paranoid. Right. I, I felt like I locked myself in that room like I was the old woman in the attic. Yeah. And I just remember constantly peeking out to make sure nobody was looking at me, like to make sure that nobody was coming up the stairs. And then I would slam the door and I started putting furniture in front of the door to make sure. Now we have two entrances to our bedroom. So after he got the bleep out the first time, because I started telling him that he ruined my life, then I started putting all the furniture in front of the door. So there's another entrance. So he comes up another staircase, goes through like my dressing room and then comes into my room that way. And I just remember experiencing this feeling of hate that I never felt for anybody in my entire life. I'm sitting there, my pillow is soaking wet because I was crying uncontrollably and not really having any clue as to why. And I just felt like you gave me the poison. You knew what was in this chocolate and you gave it to me and you poisoned me. And now I'm losing my bleeping mind. I felt completely out of control and out of my mind. Right. I don't think it was just weed in that. I think it was like some LSD or there was something else in that chocolate. And I'm like, why is my first experience like this? That was hilarious. So then, Oh my gosh. So then I had to get the people out the house. So I had to take care of everything. I had to take care of the carpet guy. I had to take care of well, the wood flooring guy. Well, the wood flooring guy, he knows us well and he's been to our house several times. So when he kept calling for me and I didn't come because first the workers were there and right. then he showed up to check on the workers work. Right. So you had already kind of shooed the workers away but then he showed up and the door was open because there was so many people in and out of our house. He came straight upstairs to the bedroom and knocked on the door and I'm like who is it? And he's like gee it's Chris. I'm like Chris who? He's like Chris the floor guy? I'm like hold on. So now I go and I'm like throwing on robes. I'm already fully dressed. <laughs> I'm throwing on a robe and like a throw blanket over it. I'm like, I'll be right down. He meets me at the bottom of the stairs and he's like, Miss Casey, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to need you to come back tomorrow. He's like, is there anything I can do? I was like, I can't talk to you now. <laughs> Crazy. So that I had to ask him to leave. And I know he left thinking, what the hell did I just experience? All right, so let me continue on. So then, now that she, she's acting crazy, it was time to pick up my daughter from camp. But wait a minute. Before we had to leave to pick up the girls, the cleaning lady refused to clean anything without those yellow rubber gloves. Right. So she said, you know... Um, I'll do other things like I'll do the windows and I'll sweep the floors and I'll mop the floors. But when it comes to cleaning the bathrooms or, you know, the sink and all that stuff, like I need those gloves. So can you pick them up on the way on the way home? Right. Go ahead. So then we had to go pick up Madison and her friend because what happened was they were in camp. So like Monday, I would pick up the girls. Tuesday, the girls' parents would pick up Maddie. It was off and on. So it was our day and I couldn't leave Gia at home because she was crazy at this point. <laughs> So I throw Gia in the truck and we drive to go pick up Madison. We go pick her up from camp. What kind of camp was it? It was like... Um, it was uh, Montclair Camp for the Gifted and Talented. Right. Gifted and Talented Camp. So we go to the, we get to the camp <clears throat> and the kids get in the car. And when they get in the car, they look at, at Gia, who's fully dressed with the robes on still. But wait, not only that, I was so paranoid about people seeing me through the window that I slouched all the way down where you could only see like maybe four inches of the top of my head through the window. Right. So I remember Madison saying, Mommy, why is your seat so low? And then she tries to reach to the side to hit the little mechanism to raise my seat. I'm like, don't touch that! Yeah, <laughs> They'll see me. So immediately the, the kids know Mommy's crazy, so... They're halfway crying, talking about, what did you do to my mommy? Mm -hmm. What did you do to my mommy? And I'm mm -hmm. like, I didn't do nothing to her. Mm -hmm. So then, at this point, this is still funny to me. I don't know why it's still funny to me. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, baby, you got to go to a furniture store, right? Uh-huh. Oh. 
So we go to a furniture store, uh-huh. Ethan Allen, right? I remember yeah. what it was. So we go to a furniture store. Now, mind you, Gia still looks like a bag lady. I mean, fully dressed, Uggs <laughs> on with, with a robe. And you thought on. it was funny it to was bring me inside Ethan mm-hmm. Allen with a robe, not knowing that I'm like at a serious deficit, right? Right. Okay. So go then ahead. We walk in Ethan Allen, and you, you know, so we're walking foul. around looking for furniture, and. I remember this, uh, she was a black lady that, that that was trying to help us. And she just kept looking like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything is fine. <laughs> and she was like, does your wife need anything? I'm like, no, she's gone. <laughs> we walked around and you were just so spaced out looking at the colors. Uh-huh. The colors just really. I remember there was like this huge book of fabric and I just kept going through the book of the fabric because the patterns were like sending my mind into a whirlwind. Right. Oh my gosh. And then the lady came over to me and she was like, are you here of your own free will? And I was like, yes, that's my kid over there. And that's her friend. We're all here of our own free will. Oh, she thought I kid that. You don't remember that? Uh-uh. Oh, I don't know if I told you. She was like, are you here of your own free will? <laughs> Obviously, because you were fully dressed and looking fine. And I'm sitting there looking crazy just to amuse you, apparently. Funny. So then we get back in the car. We start heading home. Mm-hmm. And um, you were like, don't forget, we have to get the yellow gloves for the cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving home. I'm like, what's wrong with you? We stopped and get the yellow gloves. Oh, you remember that. And you was like, what? I said, we I just. I didn't know if you remember that. I said, oh, we just God. stopped and got the yellow gloves. You don't remember? And then you started bawling. You was like, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. I don't know what's going on. You gave me this poison. I hate you. How can you do this to me? I didn't even know we stopped and got gloves. Where was I when you stopped? I was like, Madison, did we stop and get gloves? And she was like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And you would just start bawling. You was like, I hate you. But you you know something? I remember the feeling. Like, I'm disconnected from it now, but I remember that feeling like, oh my gosh. We stopped at a stop and shop and got gloves and I don't even remember. I'm certifiable right now. And he did this to me. I I I loathed you at that point. Yeah, you hated you telling me you hate me. I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> I can't believe you gave me this poison. This poison is in my system. It was so bad. I no, I literally felt out of my mind. It's not like what people describe. You know, like you smoke, you feel relaxed, you feel happy, you know, all your cares are gone, you're good for the time being. No, I felt batshit crazy. Okay? Now, hold on. That's how I felt. Then we went to drop off Madison's friend at her. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? At a friend's house. Uh Uh-huh. And the mom came out. And the mom is my friend. She's a friend of mine. The mom came out and we rolled down the window. I was like, hey, how you doing? I was like, all right. you know, No, you rolled down the window. I was trying to hide. Right. All right. I rolled down the window. I was like, hey, you know, we just dropped her off. We'll see you tomorrow. She looked at Gia and was like, yeah. And and you were like, yes. (laughs) She was like, are you high? (laughs) Gia was like, how'd you know? (laughs) But she was cool. She was cool. She was like, do you have some more? (laughs) And we actually gave her everything else. We gave her the rest of the bag. We gave her the rest of the bag. We yeah. gave her the soda. We gave her the rest of the chocolate. Uh-huh. But then we, we went back home and, and the kids- And Logan were, was crying. Logan was crying. Because Logan thought you did something to me. He, how old was he then? If he's 13 now, he was eight. He was about eight. He was eight and he was crying. Yeah, he was crying. He was hysterical. He was mm-hmm. like, what did daddy do to you? What did he do to you? I hate him too. But it stayed in my system, not just that day. It didn't leave my system till the following night. And I was so upset. Like I was upset with you for about a week. I remember. Like it was a serious thing in our house. I I couldn't I couldn't let go of those feelings. Like I felt like you did this to me. Right. Like you shamed me into eating this chocolate. And now I'm having like repercussions days later. Yeah. Well, you know, Shame on you. But that night, the sex was amazing. It was like having sex. <laughs> the with, second night, not the first night. Right, but it was like having sex with two different people. It was like you were crying <laughs> at one time, and then you were happy at one time. And then you were crying, and then you were happy, and then it was good, and then you hated me. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is fun. <laughs> Built-in threesome. It was, it was, it was everything. It was like, I hate you. Die. Divorce. I love you. The colors are so amazing. Oh my gosh, look at that blue. Uh-huh. Look at that red. Right. Look at that yellow. Right, right, oh, right. Oh, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. No, I hate no, you. no, no, die, no, stop it. Stop die. It. Stop die. It. Brrr, die. No. 
<laughs> I don't recall it being all about that, but I'm gonna let you live. But that was that was a that was a funny time. But that's the reason why Gia will probably never ever try any type of drugs again. But you know what? That was also good too because our kids seen it, and now because of that, our kids <laughs> will never try a drug. Oh yeah, so ever. yeah, we actually we explained to them what happened <laughs> and why I was acting that way. But we were perfectly honest with them because right. you know we always do try to draw from our personal experiences Mm -hmm. to influence our children by example. You know, it's one thing if you tell your kids don't do this because that'll happen. But when you can tell them from experience and it's in the time of that experience or close to that time, then they can relate to it better. And then it makes the advice that you give them more authentic. Right. You know what I mean? Well, the reason I even wanted to tell that story is because, you know, I, I think it's as a couple and as a relationship, I know sometimes you do things and you want to try things by yourself and you don't know what your spouse will be willing to say or willing to do. And when I say try things, of course, marijuana is legalized in a bunch of different states, so it's not going off the, going that far. But, you know, it's something that I've, you know, I was never, I never smoked weed. I was never into weed. I just was never that person. But I always wanted to try it to see what the effects would be, you know, especially because it was legalized. So uh-huh. it was just good to experience that with you. You know, it was just fun. You know, (laughs) it was just absolutely positively fun. Yeah. But, you know, since then, I've, you know, I've I was a lot more rigid when I was younger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, I was always sexually free. But when it came to um, things like that, you know, drugs, alcohol and whatnot, I always felt like I wanted to wanted to be in control of my environment, right. in control of my actions. So I always preferred to sit back and watch Other my people. friends do silly things or make silly jokes. Like I felt like I was being entertained. I didn't have to partake in it. Right. But you know, as I got older and you know my life started changing in different ways, I'm like, okay, you know, having a drink won't be that bad, and you know, loosen up a little bit. And that now I'm like, I don't want to say completely loose, but you know, yeah. Well, I mean, even with the alcohol, like <clears throat> I, I don't like you drinking alcohol without me around, and you usually don't drink alcohol. Unless no, I'm I never do. I don't think because when you Can get you drunk, think, no, I, no, I only don't. drink when you're around. Because when you get drunk, you get horny. <laughs> okay, and. and 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 you just get absolutely positively fairly touchy when you get drunk. Like uh-huh. I remember, uh, I'm just gonna tell this quick story, and then we'll get to the email of the week. I remember being at Live in Miami. Live in Miami. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were that's right. We partying in Miami, uh-huh. and um, you were drunk. Mm-hmm. I was drinking, but I don't get dr- I don't drink to drunkenness. I get drink just tipsy. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. If get- I'm going to drink. I want to be like completely yeah, Gia's not twisted. Gonna, like you could give Gia a glass of wine and she's going to gulp it like it's a shot. Like she wants to get drunk when she's drinking. She doesn't want to <laughs> taste only, it. But only but only because I don't I I'm like one of the few people that don't necessarily enjoy the taste of alcohol. I cannot get with wine to save my life. Yeah, you don't really like any type I don't, of alcohol. I don't I really. don't alcohol doesn't taste very good to me. I like like maybe like a Bellini or a glass of rosé. They don't taste bad. You know, they 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 taste good. But aside from that I don't like the taste of alcohol. So I'm not going to be the girl that's out with her friends on a Friday night ordering apple martinis and Cosmos because I'd rather have a soda. Right. You know, I'm not going to sit there and sip it and be like, oh, this this is what I'm I'm, I'm drinking to quench my thirst. No, I'd rather have a soda. So if I'm drinking, it's because I want to have a good time. Right. You know what I mean? So you're you're a little bit different. You'll sit there and sip tequila. I don't want to sip tequila. It tastes like gasoline, even if it's quote unquote the good stuff. Well, I mean, I, I sip tequila. I, I sip uh, my vodka, my effing vodka. <laughs> I sip a bunch of things, but it's I, like I drink, I, I get tipsy and I stop at that point. I need to know what's, what's going on in my surroundings, which is uh, which what happened. We were in Live Miami and um, an artist by the name of The Real Lambo. Which was, and it still might be, LeBron James's mother's boyfriend. Hold on. LeBron James's mother's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, Charlemagne was saying some stuff about him on the radio. Uh-huh. And when I was at Live, I guess he seen me and wanted to approach me about some of the things that he heard <laughs> on the right, radio. Right, 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 right. So he approached me. And when he first approached me, I didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. Um... 
just look like a dude with a bunch of jewelry on. Right. Which I see all the time. And a lot of times people like that are artists and they want their records played. And a lot of times people don't know how to approach you or how to talk to you. So right. they come up to you kind of tough. Right. And I get it all the time. So it's, it's understandable. Now, you and I are in the club alone. Mm-hmm. But we're never alone. Right. And when I say that is I'm there by myself, me and her is there. But every time I go out, I always have people around. Um, and when I'm in Miami, it's always a bunch of Haitians. Sock passe to all my Haitians. I got a lot of <laughs> Haitians right. in Miami. So we're in a club and he approaches me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? And he was like, um, where's your, he was like, yo, where's your man at? And I'm like, who's my man? Charlamagne. I'm like, you know, yeah. he's, he's upstairs. Why? What's up? He was like, yo, I heard y'all talking on the radio. And right then and there, it clicked. I knew exactly who it was. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on defensive because now I don't know what he, what his, if he's coming to beef, right. if he's coming to talk, right. if he's coming to fight, or right. if he's coming not. So now I'm on defensive. So now the first thing I do is I, there's a bottle there. I look at the bottle. I grab the bottles. I'm like, all right. Already I'm outnumbered because I can't be like, whoa, 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 And right. people start running. But I know if I start beefing and, you know, and moving my hands, people right. will see and start right. coming. Context clues. Right. So that's what I did. So now we're going back and forth. And mm-hmm. he's talking to me crazy. I'm talking to him crazy. Right. And um, when that happens, now we're in each other's face. This is in the Miller Club. <laughs> live. Everybody's beefing. We in each other's face. Me in the real Lambo. We in each other's face. Uh-huh. And Gia's <laughs> playing with my nipples and rubbing my ass. <laughs> so me and him are beefing face to face. Gia has her hands down my pants, grabbing my ass, trying to play with my my my. My, my shit <laughs> and I'm beefing so could you imagine fellas you beefing with somebody y'all in each other's face y'all going back and forth uh, and she's so drunk she don't know what's going on she playing with your nipples <laughs> how tough do you look your wife playing with your nipples and you trying to beef <laughs> and it wasn't until you put the, your, the palm of your hand on my chest and literally shoved me away I was like ah! What happened? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there being tough. My wife talking about nipple, 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 nipple. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Uh-huh. I'm like, you don't sit the fuck down. And then, well, when you pushed me away, I might have been like two or three feet away from you at that point. And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, there's a problem. So then I'm running around, I'm like tapping your friends, like, there's a problem. <laughs> but at time, but but at time, I mean, everybody ran over. My people's yeah. ran over. His people's ran over. Uh-huh. And I and I I think that. <laughs> He thought he was gonna to to sucker me out, and then when he realized it wasn't gonna be, it, 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 we were gonna, we were gonna brawl in it. He respected it, and, and then you know we kind of dapped it out, and we we, we enjoyed our, our night. But that's to say that when Gia gets drunk, she don't know what's going on. She gets horny. Yeah. I'm sitting there beefing. These these guys are about to try to whoop my ass, and she's playing with my nipples. Like they'd have hit me on the floor, and Gia would be like nipple, 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 nipple. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's the reason why. When- but that's the reason why I only drink when I'm around you. Because right. I just, I, I want to make sure that I'm in a safe, protected environment. And it's only for fun. Right. You know, I would never drink when I'm out with my girls because I'm usually the responsible one. I'm usually right. the one driving or, you know. But with you, it's like no holes barred, you know. Absolutely. Today's episode of the Casey Crew is brought to you by Blue Apron. Now, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And if you want to cook something nice for your baby like me, Blue Apron is the way to go. Now, my baby likes chicken. She likes little pork and not just in her food. She likes porky (laughs) pork, too. But I'm going to make my baby the cashew chicken stir fry Uh, with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. You're not going to do all that. I am going to do it. You're not going to do all that. Blue Apron's going to hook me up. They're going to show me exactly what I need for the the ingredients and how to cook it. And we're going to be good money. Okay. I'm cooking Valentine's Day. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. So, all right. Let's make a bet, right? What's the bet? If I cook an amazing dinner, Mm -hmm. you have to give me a massage and everything that comes after it. What comes after it? I gotta tell you, long, <laughs> long D. Act like you seasoned. And if it's just decent, then I will give you a massage. If it's long, just decent, I'll give you a massage. But it's Blue long, Apron, so I think it's gonna be good. But so I'll get my decent, lotion ready. I'll get you a massage. I'll get my D. lotion ready. I'll give you Long D and a massage if it's just decent. <laughs> 
So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Casey Crew. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. So go to blueapron.com slash Casey Crew to sign up for Blue Apron and get those first three meals free with free shipping. All right, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now let's talk about, now let's get to the email of the week. All right? I'm down. All right, here we go. Now, this is funny because this I can relate to this story. Is it wrong for me to be annoyed about my girl wearing jewelry from her previous boyfriend? Who's it from? His name is Pete. He goes, what up, Envy and Gia? Been a fan of the podcast since day one, and you guys are beautiful together. Me and wifey talk about each podcast as part of our weekly conversation. We've been together for almost two years. We were childhood loves, (laughs) lost contact for 11 years. She has kids. I had kids, and we connect back up and been in a relationship for two years. I have a question on my girl wearing her Pandora bracelets that was giving and charms given to her from her previous relationship. Am I wrong to tell her not to wear it? Each charm represents a good memory from your previous boyfriend, so why wear it to reminisce on the past? Am I bugging or no? Before I knew where it came from, I was going to get her some charms for it, for me to fill it up, but she informed me that it would be weird since the bracelet came from her last boyfriend. She mentioned that she will be uh, will be the one to buy it if she wanted other, other charms. Please let me know if I'm bugging. I know people wear jewelry from previous relationships, but I'm not cool with this one. What do you think, Pete? I think that people should abandon any type of gifts, etc., that came from a previous relationship, especially something like jewelry that is typically <clears throat> given as a sentimental. That's bullshit. What? What? So, I right, let's say me and you break up. <laughs> Everything I gave you, you gonna you gonna get rid of? Um. Well, that's why I can't break up with you because I like my things too much. <laughs> so everything that I bought you, you gonna give it up? Um, no, it's different. It's different because we are married, oh. and everything that you buy me, technically, we buy me. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So those are my things, not necessarily as a gift. It's just something that was purchased during the course of our marriage. Okay, but if you gave me, let's say. A heart necklace with an inscription on the back or something that, you know, was an object of affection and there was some type of sentiment attached to it. I wouldn't use that in a new relationship. Okay. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. You you want my opinion? (laughs) What's your opinion? Pete, if you're out there listening... Fuck that bracelet. Let me tell you what you do, Pete. She has to take it off <laughs> when she takes a shower. You? Or you ask her for the bracelet. This <laughs> happened to me before, Pete. And let me tell you when what did I did. this happen to you? This never happened to you. Why? Do, do not lie to the people. I'm not lying to the people. What are you talking you about? You don't remember when a motherfucker bought you a Movado watch? <laughs> You're so stupid. Let me tell you what I did, I Pete. I can't. I cannot. Somebody bought oh Gia a Movado watch. We were in college, right? <laughs> Watch is what eight hundred dollars? Well, wait, hold maybe a thousand. It was a thousand. Let me hold on. Let me, let me set it up. Let me tell them what happened. I'll tell you what I did, Pete. I'll show you that. I went to the mall. I pulled into the parking lot, and there was a guy in the in the parking lot. And when I got out, he came over to me mm-hmm. and asked me if he could have my telephone number. He paid me a couple of compliments. I told right. him no. I had a boyfriend. He said, "Well, I would just love to be able to take you out to coffee." to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. I said, all that based on the fact that you just saw me get out of my car? He said, yeah, all that based on the fact that I just saw you get out of your car. I think you're beautiful. I said, I'm sorry, I can't. I have a boyfriend. We're very serious. I'm in love, you know, and I don't do that. Oh, we can't just be friends? No, I don't have friends. He was like, okay, well, it was nice to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you. Okay, you got a smooth game. Go ahead. I walked into the mall. I didn't know that he was lurking and I went to the jewelry section. He was smooth. I was in a department store. I went to the jewelry section Mm -hmm. and I started to try on Movado watches. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now he was a little bit older than me. I might've been, I don't know, 19, 20, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he might've been like 25, 26, something like that. So... I went over, I was trying on watches. I Mm -hmm. said thank you to the lady that was helping me and then I walked away. I did my tour in the mall. I left the mall 
I went back to my car and the Movado watch was on my windshield with a note and a rose. And I was like, you cannot be serious. That's move back. So I looked around. I That's looked Drake all shit. the way. I'm looking around I'm like he has to be in the parking lot to watch me take this off of the windshield because anybody could take this off of my windshield. But I, I couldn't find him. I couldn't spot him. So I took it off, sat in my car and I read the note and it said, would you reconsider coffee? And it had his number on it. And I was like, this dude just bought me a thousand dollar watch. Now, mind you, back then, a thousand dollar watch was everything. Like that was probably thousand dollar watch is a lot. I mean, but especially back then. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think that you had given me a thousand dollar gift at that point. Mm. So I was geeked, but geeked in a funny way. Like I came home and I was like, babe, oh my God, let me tell you what just happened. I showed you the letter. I showed you the watch because I thought like for the both of us, come up, <laughs> you know, and then what did you do? I said, what? I said, you, you I said, you kept the watch. I'm like, I'm showing it to you. I'm like, you. I'm, I'm surprised you even brought it home. What'd you want me to do? Leave it on the curb? Yes. So what did I do? I took that watch. <laughs> I went downstairs in our little driveway. Uh, I put the watch on the floor and I ran over that shit 17 times. <laughs> you are, there's something legitimately wrong with you. Legitimately wrong with you. We could have even, even if you didn't want me to have it, we could have given it to my mother or your mother. There was no receipt. Fuck I couldn't that. have taken it back. You could have given it to your roommate's girlfriend. You could have given it to anybody, but instead you destroyed fuck a thousand dollar watch. There's something really wrong with you. No, fuck Especially that. Especially back then. Like no. you were. I ran over that shit 17 times and then tell you to. <laughs> Give it back to him. Fuck that. You're like, need... go ahead, wear it now. Yeah, wear it now. We don't need nothing from him. Oh, oh could you, would you reconsider coffee? <laughs> Fuck you and your coffee. Then, hold on. Do you remember what else you did? You took the little note card, you went to the sink, and you burned it. You lit it on fire. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Part. You don't remember lighting it on fire? You took it to the sink, and you lit it on fire, and held it, and looked at me out of the corner of your eye. Like, Go ahead, call him now. Let me see if you can call him now. How you gonna call him now? And I'm like, if I wanted to hide anything, I could have said that my mother gave me the watch. Well. I didn't have to show it to you. I ran that shit over 17 times. And Pete, if you're listening, that's what you need to do. You need to take that bracelet out. <laughs> and she, but you want her to see you do it. Like, I'm like, let me see that bracelet. But this is what Envy told me to do. Mm. You take that bracelet in your driveway and you run over that motherfucker. Pete. Ho- how long? Be prepared for a not so nice outcome. How long were they together? Pete, if they were together nine years before you, you run over it nine times. <laughs> you say you want something no. sent- you want something with sentiment? Nine times. No. Rather just speak to her and tell her that it makes you uncomfortable if she keeps the bracelet. I would say to give it to somebody, but honestly, giving it for her for her to give it to a friend or something like that would just be strange. You know what I mean? You should donate it or, you know, give it to the Salvation Army or, you know, just find a nice home for it, but I really don't think that she should keep it, let alone wear it. Because Pete. if she's all about you and your relationship, then she doesn't need any remnants from her prior relationship. Pete, run that bitch over seven times. Not it, not the woman. No, no, not her. I meant the bracelet, Pete. <laughs> if you told me to run you over, no. Pete, I swear, just the bracelet. Run that bracelet over. You don't need that in your life. Just get rid of it. You don't need that negativity. Yeah. You don't need that bad energy. And that'll be that a way. Energy. And that'll be a way. You don't need none of that. And if she's listening, that would be a way for you to show him how serious you are about your relationship with him and that you're not harboring any feelings for your ex. Right. Okay. Well, now it's time for the argument of the week. Okay. Now, where do you want to go with this argument of the week? We can go email or we can go personal. Which way you want to go? I'm still, I still have some lingering thoughts about what we argued about a little bit earlier. So I would like to go there. Okay, break it down. Okay. So two days ago, Logan shows his father a picture of himself with his arm around. He posted the picture. That's why I seen it. No, I know that he posted it, but oh. he showed it to you as well. So he shows Rashawn a picture of himself with his arm around two girls. And I wasn't there. And, you know, he had a conversation 
with his father about it. So Rashawn comes over to me and he is like, hey, did you see that picture that Logan posted on Instagram? I said, oh yeah, him with his two friends. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. He was like, that a boy. I was like, the are you talking about that a boy? I was like, is that where your mind goes? And he was like, nah, I'm just saying like little homies macking. I'm like, what? Like, that's your first reaction? Little homie's macking? And he was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm proud of him. Like, he, you know, he's 13 and he's starting to like girls and he goes to the movies. He has two girls. Like, you know, that's my boy. Gets from his daddy. I was like, no, I'm so disappointed in your reaction right now. Like, I'm absolutely disappointed. I think it's fine that he went to the movies with two girls and, they're actually both his friends. He's not macking anybody because I spoke to him about it. And, you know, Logan tells me everything. And he was like, no, no, no. You know, I think this one's cute, but they're really just friends. And, you know, whatever. And we had a little conversation about it. And I was like, OK. And he told me who he actually has a crush on. And, you know, we had a whole conversation. I'm like, well, maybe you should take her to the movies. So I like the idea of him you know, starting to develop crushes and whatnot because he's 13. It's absolutely the age. I probably started having crushes on boys far earlier. So, you know, that's cool. But what I said to you was, you know, you have to teach him now that he's starting to have those emotions and starting to like girls, you need to teach him how to direct those emotions and you need to teach him what's appropriate what's not appropriate what type of girls he should start looking at or be interested in as opposed to what other kinds of girls and you didn't give me a favorable reaction go oh this is simple every man out there that has a boy and sees that their boy is 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 into you know liking females and quote-unquote into girls and going on a dates it's like yeah that's my boy absolutely positively and no i don't think he got it from his daddy because his daddy wasn't macking nobody <laughs> so the right. fact that i see him in the movies with his arm around two girls i'm like holy shit yeah you did say that you said when you were 13 like you weren't at the movies with nobody like you weren't really doing anything until we got together you know my father asked me when and i was 13 if you were gay if i was gay i remember my i dad, remember him I got, t- he told me that he, my, my, your I dad got a, told me that. i got an earring right and he was like are you gay <laughs> no 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 wait a minute we we rem- we me and your dad actually reminisced about that about a year ago, but it was after we were together. Right, my dad thought I was gay for a long time. Yeah, because after you got the earring, I got you the earring. Right, I'm the one that took you to the mall and got you the earring, and you got it pierced in the mall. Right. and I remember after that, that's when he actually confronted you with it. Yeah. So you were 16 when that happened, and right. he was like, "Are you gay?" Yeah, my dad thought I was gay. Yeah, he definitely did because I wasn't. I'm not gonna say I wasn't into girls. You were just a turtle. I, I was a turtle. And you I were shy. Slow. I was shy. I didn't know how to talk yeah. to girls. I didn't know how to approach the girls. So he thought I was gay. And back then, gay was was so new that it was weird. Well, it wasn't nude. People just it, weren't new. It just it was it, just that people weren't talking. It was about pretty it. new. No, like it wasn't new. It wasn't new. People just weren't talking about it as freely as they're talking about it now. All right. I'll go with that. Yeah. So my dad thought I was gay. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, for for me watching my son, I'm like, damn, he has the balls to go to the movies with girls and take pictures He's sitting here looking up to your 13-year-old son. I'm looking up to my (laughs) 13-year-old son. Say, that's my little guy. Like, go go ahead, Logie. And you was like, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking like that. You should be thinking a lot differently. But how am I supposed to think? That's my little man. That's my little boy. Listen. He's 13 years old. If he wants to go out and have a good time and chill with two ladies, let him. No, if he's going out and having a good time, it should be with one girl. And I mean, I, regardless of his intentions, this is just the conversation that we're having right. and the hypothetical nature of it. But it should be with one female that he has a crush on. You shouldn't be so proud because he's out there with two chicks and he got his choice. And it's that, it's that overly masculine, macho mentality right. that I'm scared that you are going to put onto our son. Right. And then it fast forwarded. And then I said, well, and we talked about the difference between 
if Madison went out with a guy, two guys, or if Logan went out with two guys, and I two, said, bo- two, two boys, two no, two girls. If Matt, Logan went out with two girls, or Madison went out with two that's boys, that's not what you just said. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant. Uh huh. So I said, if Logan called me from school, from college, and said, "Yo, mm-hmm. Dad, I smashed this chick last night," mm-hmm. I said. I wouldn't say it out loud, but I would think. No, you didn't say I wouldn't say it out loud. Go ahead and lie. I said, I said, I would, say, I said that. I would be like, that's my boy. Exactly. But if Madison but, called me and said she did the same thing, I would be distraught. And I would be like, look, you need to stop. Enough's mm-hmm. enough. Leave the boys alone and get back into school. Boys are no good. And you said, that's not right. That's not the way to think. That's not the mentality. There's diseases. You pulled up pictures of gonorrhea, of herpes, of the (laughs) the statistics of AIDS and HIV. Mm -hmm. And I said, I get it. I understand. But you don't, though. But as a father, as a father, I'm not going to say you're proud, but you are a type of proud if you see a son, you know, and this is going to sound crazy and this is going to sound horrible and I know only the men are going to relate. But if you see your son slinging that penis, you're like, okay, awesome. that's my son. Awesome. That's my that's my boy. But men it's very are looked disappointing. at... I know it is, but men are looked at different than women. Men are not looked at as whores for slinging penis. Women are. It's not right. It is absolutely positively not right. But it's the truth. Um... Well, I disagree with that whole mentality. And what's disappointing to me is that you are showing clear signs of perpetuating that sheep mentality in our household. Mm -hmm. I want to teach our kids better than that. I want to teach them to be better than that. Mm -hmm. I want them to have a certain set of morals and values that will guide them through this lifetime so that they'll be safe emotionally and so that they'll be safe physically. And it starts in our house. You know, if you are raising Logan with the slinging penis mentality. I didn't say that. I thought it. (laughs) No, if you say to him out loud that a boy That means the more penis that I sling, the more proud my father is going to be of me because that is a sign of me being masculine and macho. So now every time that I tap a new ass, I'm going to call my dad and he's going to give me a high five through the phone. You're perpetuating that. Your first reaction wasn't, did you use a condom? Were you protected? Where did you meet the girl? How long did you know the girl? Do you know if she's a wholesome girl or if she's a hoe none of those questions even attempted to cross your mind that's your job he might not call me when he's 18 like right now he's 13 and he tells me everything but when he's 18 hopefully he does but he may not i need to make sure that you're equipped to teach him the right things and i'm not the person that says you have to wait till you're married to have sex he can have sex That's great. But my hope is that it will be with someone that he's kind of vetted first. Do you know what I mean? Like, let me make sure that this is a good girl. And by good, I mean not sleeping with everybody. Because with you, it could be a chick that slept the whole football team. Or it could be the girl that sat next to him in chemistry 101. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To you, it doesn't matter. But... What you should be teaching him is that you need to vet a chick first. You need to make sure that from, you know, all of the clues around this chick, does she seem like she's decent? You don't want to sleep with the girl that's sleeping with everybody. You know why? Because that puts your life at risk, especially at 18 years old, because 18 year olds are dumb as hell. They think that they're invincible. They don't use protection They'll sleep with anybody. And all of those precautions that you may take as an older adult, a lot of kids that are in their college years, they don't take. So they're, in my mind, particularly susceptible to contracting something. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people don't take that seriously. Right. But you know what happens? Life happens. Mm -hmm. And then when something comes along and smacks you in the face, meaning herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis, AIDS, crabs, something like that, and then you have to deal with it, then it's like, oh, damn, I wish I knew better. Or, 
Yeah, maybe I knew, but damn, I thought I was invincible. I thought it could never happen to me. And people never think that it can happen to them. They never think it can happen to them. Oh, she looked clean or he looked clean. She looked fine. He looked healthy. But you know what? A lot of times symptoms are dormant. Sometimes people are asymptomatic where they show no symptoms whatsoever. And because she's cute or because he's handsome and he has a nice body doesn't mean that he's safe to sleep with. And now you're in the belly of the beast. You're around a bunch of 18, 19, 20 year olds that are just going out, getting drunk, getting high, living it up and then making it to class in the morning. And you never know what that person contracted. And what another big problem is, you sleep with a girl and it's a one night stand. That girl isn't being faithful to her boyfriend if she has one. Her boyfriend probably isn't being faithful to her. God knows who else she's sleeping with unprotected on other drunken nights. God knows who all the people that she's sleeping with are sleeping with at the same time. And diseases happen. Any kind of disease can get slipped into that scenario and then boom, your kid winds up with herpes, which is permanent. Permanent disease. Can't get rid of it. No cure. You know what they have for herpes? Creams. Hmm. And that's your kid. All because you were like, dad a boy. All right. You see me now. Do you understand what I'm saying? I agree. All right. You're right. I was wrong. Okay. The point is that... Yeah, you know, they're in college, they're they're going to engage in that kind of behavior. You just don't want your son to think that it's okay to sling it around freely. Okay. You know, the the conversations of do you use protection? This is how you use your protection. All right, mommy told you when you were 12, but this is how you use a condom. You need to instill in him, you need to make sure that Every single time that you have sex with any female, All right. you use protection because that one time may get you jammed up. All right. So this weekend, I'll buy a condom and I'll show him how to put it on. No. Well, not he, on me, no, he's but too, I'll, I'll put it on. <laughs> no, he's too young for that. But uh, what I'm saying, when he gets to the age of having sex, you really need to educate him and you have to make those statistics real for him. Okay. Do you understand? And, and Madison, too. I'm not, I'm not concerned with Madison at all, actually, because she's more strict about her body and her morals and values than a nun. So I'm not really, I'm not concerned okay. with her. Okay. But I with will. him, do that but with him you need to do that but no you weren't as free before we walked into the studio like right now you're like okay I don't know if it marinated with you but we had this conversation a little bit earlier and then you took a nap we reconvened the conversation in the car ride over here and you were still like halfway making jokes I don't know if you're serious I'm serious I said okay I got it I get it you explained yourself you're right all right well it starts at home it starts at home. It starts at home. Sounds like an ABC special. It starts at home. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So you go, are we good? I agree with you. Okay, we're good. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening to the to the podcast. Again, there are about, how many tickets left? 10 tickets left? I think there's about 10 tickets about left. About 10 tickets left for our live show at Caroline's in New York City. If you're available, you can always hit up carolines.com. And if you have a question or you ever want to holler at us, you can. And it's the Casey Crew at Gmail. That's T H E E caseycrew at gmail.com you can hit us with your questions your comments and all that good stuff and we'll try to get back to you see we answer some of your questions through the show and really we really appreciate all the love we really appreciate um you guys leaving comments we appreciate you guys sending emails on the youtube on instagram and so many people came up to us when we was in houston that took pictures yes hi people we really appreciate it uh there was one person that i just want to say i apologize to uh we were leaving the last club and she wanted to talk to you oh and i kind of pulled you away now she didn't leave a comment anything but i just wanted to apologize to her um, and I just want to tell her the first thing with me and my family is safety. Mm-hmm. And they were starting to act up. Get oh, a little yeah, rowdy. that's right. So I just wanted to get out of Dodge. I know she was talking to you and I kind of pulled you away. But that was the reason why. Beautiful she was like, mommy of five as we were leaving yeah. a dress. But I just wanted right? to. Uh, yeah, the address was the Hi. club. And it was like the cops were outside and it was getting a little. It could have got a little went a little left. Nothing happened. But as a as a husband. And a father, I got to make sure the first thing is safety. So I know you guys were talking and I kind of just yanked your arm to get out of Dodge. But 
Yeah, she was to. very sweet. I'm sorry, she didn't leave a comment or nothing, but I just wanted no, to no. tell her because she says she does listen. So hello to her. Yes. All right, and that is about it. Um, yeah. That is it. I just want to say I applaud you again. You were on time. You was a little late for this podcast today, but I let you slide. I wasn't late for the podcast. I left the house 10 minutes later than we agreed because Brooklyn was crying and I had to calm her down. Okay. So you're going to pin that on me? That's your child. (laughs) But if I left it up to you, then you would have been 10 minutes late. So you can't pin that to me. Well, you did good this weekend, so I want to applaud you for doing good this applaud weekend. Applaud me for doing more than just this weekend. I've been really great, and I'm tired of you giving me these half-ass compliments. Don't look at me like that. I applaud you for doing well this weekend. You are almost, you're going hard with your, you know, your your promise, your New Year's resolution. Yes. And I'm not even going to throw in the Unlike fact you. that. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not a right fighter. I've been good. And I'm not even going to throw in the fact that I had to lie to you and tell you that the airplane left the hour before it was supposed to. I'm not even going to say that, uh-huh. but I had to say that. Which made me get to the airport two hours early for a domestic trip because I was on time for that false time that you gave me. I had to. So then I'm sitting there in the airport for two hours as opposed to the necessary one because you didn't trust me. What? You did fill out the pre-TSA now, so now you're pre-TSA. I mean, some good things came from and it. And you did fill out Claire, so the now you Claire, can get to the airport yeah, faster. Yeah. So it was a good thing. It was a good thing. I All love right. you, baby. I love you, too. All right. <laughs> well, I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. See you at Caroline's.